from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. If the Senate ends up passing something, even if it's not to the the six Democrats' liking, are they going to vote against it and get nothing? I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, that would be a harder no vote for Cori Bush. I, I would think so. Cori Bush did not win the African-American parts of her district when she ran against Lacey Clay, but got, I don't know, between 60 and 70 percent of the white vote. If if she runs for re-election and she's getting above 50 percent in North St. Louis and North St. Louis County, it doesn't matter if her, the white vote goes down. She wins automatically. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last night, Congresswoman Cori Bush hosted a town hall for her constituents. The virtual meeting was her first since last Friday's vote against President Joe Biden's infrastructure bill. Bush used the event to push for a bill still under discussion in Congress, the Build Back Better plan, which would spend big money on climate change and social services. But one constituent who gave her name only as Carolyn had a question. She wanted to know why Bush wasn't giving the more narrow infrastructure bill that already passed its do. Let's listen to their exchange. Why are we not talking about the good things that are in the, the, the bipartisan infrastructure bill rather than just hyping, I'm sorry I used that word, hyping the bill back better? We all would like to see that pass. There's some beautiful things in there. But, I mean, uh, Congresswoman, you, you even voted no to pass the the infrastructure bill, which is which is great. It's going to help St. Louis. It's going to help a whole lot of cities all over the nation. So why can't we talk more about what's in the Infrastructure Act and, and then still push for the bill back better? I mean, we're laser-focused on one but not the other, and I think it's hurting the Democratic Party. Well, thank you for the the question, Carolyn. Um, so we are the the thing is we have to have both, and we have to talk about both uh, bills. Uh, we are the reason why I think um, we have been there has been a lot of talk about the Build Back Better Act is because we want people to know that for those that are hold holding out on our is um, that are Democrats, we're asking for their their um the people of their districts to tell them we need this we need this and it's going to come because when the people that live in those communities say hey we need this then those legislators you know they listen to the people you know who they're supposed to represent like we hope and that is St. Louis Democratic Congresswoman Cori Bush speaking to a constituent at last night's town hall. Congresswoman Bush also gave an interview about her vote to St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum, and he joins us today. Jason, welcome. Thank you for having me. So Congresswoman Bush said in that clip just there, we have to have both bills, but she voted against the infrastructure bill. Is there kind of an inherent contradiction in that? It's, I mean... That, it depends on who you ask. I wasn't particularly surprised because she had been saying for a while that she wasn't going to vote for the infrastructure bill unless the Build Back Better plan got a vote first. And for our listeners, the Build Back Better plan is is, is this whole reconciliation debate 
Um, and it has funding for things like expanding federal money to child care and pre-K and a bunch of environmental programs and expanding the child tax credit into next year. Um, and her, in her view, that that bill will have a more wide-reaching impact on her constituency. Um, the first district is very diverse, and it includes places look, where I live in Richmond Heights, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it also includes a lot of places with a lot of poverty and mm-hmm. a lot of dis- historical disinvestment. So I, I also think it may be sending a message to the Senate that they have to send back a Build Back Better plan to the House that it's going to be worthwhile are the six Democrats that voted against the infrastructure bill are not going to support it. This is a way of saying you can't take us for granted. I I would think that it's a way to provide some leverage to make sure whatever comes out of the Senate is acceptable. Now, I I hate to predict the future here, but if if the Senate ends up passing something, even if it's not to the the six Democrats' liking, are they going to vote against it and get nothing. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, that would be a harder no vote for Cori Bush. I I would think so. But I I guess it just depends on what the final product is. Like if it includes a situation that will pay for preschool for lots and lots and lots of people, I mean, that's and, and or it makes daycare more affordable, hypothetically, or it expands that aforementioned uh, family, the, the the tax credit that a lot of people, including myself, are getting. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like a win, even if it's if it's not the best deal. Because as everyone knows, it started off as a much larger proposal. They and are I, and chipping it, away at this and it thing. Got chip, and it got chipped away over time because of, of, you know, Democratic opposition, not only in the Senate with Manchin and Cinema, but also in the House with some quote unquote, more moderate Democrats. So Cori Bush did have this no vote. We asked people on uh, our St. Louis on the Air Twitter, St. Louis on the Air Facebook, what they thought about it. We heard from a lot of people who feel pretty good about this. Mary writes on Twitter, I'm grateful for her. She's standing up for the most marginalized and oppressed in our community, and she won't settle for not good enough. Joe also writes on Twitter, Cori Bush is sending a signal to the Dinos, Democrats in name only, like Cinema and Mansion, that not everyone is going to roll over and watch a human-centered agenda get gutted by corporate interests. They won anyway. They did pass this bill. The price she'll pay is getting primaried by the establishment. Do you think, Jason, that this makes her vulnerable in a primary? So let us let me be be honest here. There had been talk about a primary against Cori Bush before this vote. She was going to get primaried no matter and, what. And the, the two names that come up are Senator Steve Roberts, State Senator Steve Roberts and Brian Williams. Um, and, you know, I, I think that People that didn't like Cori Bush were looking for any pretext to primary her. And what it comes down to is this. Cori Bush did not win the African-American parts of her district when she ran against Lacey Clay, but got, I don't know, between 60 and 70 percent of the white vote. If if she runs for reelection and she's getting above 50 percent in North St. Louis and North St. Louis County, it doesn't matter if her, the white vote goes down. She wins automatically. Mm-hmm. So and she knows this. And I think that she is going to be able to, in her mind, go to these voters and say, here's all that I've done and here's all the stances I took even when they were hard. It'll be up to the voters to decide. But, I mean, her her she has nowhere to go but up compared to her 2020 race 
especially with black voters. And if it goes up, it doesn't matter who they put against her. They lose. Mm-hmm. So I hate to be I hate to be that blunt, but that's, no, that's, that's the reality. Hey, that's why we have you on. We, we like some bluntness. And speaking of blunt, um, not only did Congresswoman Cory Bush vote against the infrastructure bill, but Senator Roy Blunt voted for it. Some interesting politics in this state these days. Now, he told KCUR's Steve Kraske that he's been waiting 12 years for an in- infrastructure bill that goes beyond the bare minimum. Every six months, maybe even more often than that, during the Trump administration, we were going to get bipartisan infrastructure was going to be the next thing. Uh, During the eight years of uh, President Obama, we were always about to go to a big bipartisan infrastructure bill, and it just didn't happen. And uh, I I think while this bill's not perfect, it's the right thing for our state and the right thing for uh, the country. And uh, I'm glad it's... uh, going to head to the president's desk. And that is Republican Senator Roy Blunt. Jason, that argument that it's not perfect um, kind of feels like maybe the end of an era for that Senate seat. It's hard to imagine any of his successors taking a a similar tone. No, and it's really interesting to me that um, this Senate Republicans that voted for this, and Blunt was not the only one, Mitch McConnell voted for this and is actually like trumpeting how it's going to be great for Kentucky. It's it's so stark how people like Blunt are being treated compared to the House Republicans that ended up voting for this. The, I think the reason why the, the Bush vote, I mean, it, it's interesting, but it really wasn't critical is because 13 Republicans voted for it, which mm-hmm. gave the six Democrats the ability to do what they did. Um, and there's a lot of Republicans who are furious at those 13 Republicans. And I've read that they've gotten death threats and primary threats. Um, whereas, I, honestly, I've been looking at Twitter. There are Democrats who supported the infrastructure bill are, are honestly pretty happy with Blunt for supporting it and happy with Emmanuel Cleaver. That's kind of the interesting reaction. You mentioned some of the reactions. Mm-hmm. There are clearly people that support what Congresswoman Bush did. Mm-hmm. There are also people who I think are really aligned, especially with trade unions that are going to benefit from the infrastructure bill, who are pretty disappointed with her. And Missouri, since we're, we're not a right-to-work state, has pretty powerful labor unions. Now, again, does that matter in a 2022 primary? I don't think so. I think it's dependent on um, how her, Cori Bush's constituents decide to vote for her. Um, but it is kind of an example of, of the strange bedfellows trope that we see in Missouri politics. Like, <laughs> I don't think you see a lot of labor unions praising Roy Blunt very often. But, you know, this is one of those instances. Yeah, I like this one because it's just so topsy-turvy. So St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr and production assistance by Jane. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.